This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, it's me and my only friend, which includes, but is not limited to, my boy Tortua. Let's fucking go! It's Super Bowl weekend, baby! Woo! Sorry. <laughs> I just blew out the girl's ears. I'm sorry about that. I feel like our headphones are like mm. way our, louder our, than yeah. everyone else's. is really loud over here. You two are just very uh, sensitive to sound. Right? No. I know. Like, yes. yeah, even you talking very quietly that's, like that that's is what I'm saying. super mm -hmm. loud. But like, Hi, Nikki. Every seat, <laughs> Hi, is, every seat you two have sat in, the headphones are too loud. True. Maybe you guys, you guys are old and deaf. Yeah, yeah. blasted out your that eardrums <laughs> at freaking Tonight. queen concerts or whatever. <laughs> yeah, fucking, you're going to kiss live or whatever. You're like one year younger than me. Oh, no, Nikki's my age. I'm a different generation. The fuck you are. Yeah. <laughs> you went boomer side. The only person in here is a different generation is Landon. Mm. The young Tice. Yep. The young Tice. Wait, isn't him and Melissa the same generation? They are. Just I'm a barely. cusper. Just barely, cusper. barely, barely. And I guess I... Berkey's a cusper. I'm much younger than you. I mean, like we wouldn't even be in high school together. That's uh, I don't think that's true. Actually, mm. are you 42? Yeah, yeah, 37. Five years wouldn't be in high yeah. school together. She'd be in eighth mm -hmm. grade. And <laughs> senior. You would have been in our school. Oh, you, Why, it's you kindergarten like, through 12th grade. It's fucking. They live in the middle of nowhere. I didn't go to remedial school. Sorry. <laughs> it was. Listen, it was segregated by K Whoa. through six. You, you okay. did go to school a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> the word has multiple meanings, okay? It's not just by race. Could also be by gender, of course. <laughs> it was K through six and then seven through twelve yeah. in another building. Right. All grand total was less than like a graduating class. Was it like all in the, normal the same property? Oh yeah. No, yeah. no. Remember uh, it was one hallway between the two. Yeah, but first through third grade was at a different school. It was at Gilpin, remember? No, they closed Gilpin. No, when we went. Okay, it just became oh. uninteresting. Let's move. We don't need to know the specifics. <laughs> All right, back to football. Yes. Are you girls excited yes, about please. the big game? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Um, yeah? I'm pretty pissed that the 49ers took us out again. Mm, they just, that's what they do. They beat the Packers. Freaking annoying. Who are you guys rooting for? I'm rooting for Kansas City because that's where I have my money on. That's okay. where your loyalty lies yeah. to T-Swift. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that of makes course. sense. Obviously. Yeah, true. Yeah, Michelle got a shirt that says, I'm rooting for Taylor Swift's boyfriend. I'm rooting for Kyle Juzek, the fullback of the San Francisco 49ers. What do you need him what to have? Do you huh? need him to have like one catch for like 18 yards or nope, something? Nope, nope, One touchdown? Nope. We need him to win MVP. <laughs> <laughs> the odds on that are probably like 51. You know? I was going to say like two touchdowns. Like you went for like whatever the biggest, like most uh, long shot is. You know, I'm just going to say it's $140 to win $105,000. Okay, oh, imagine Jesus. though, it'd be so fun <laughs> if you it's won. It's impossible. Okay, I'm just going to say it. 
Uh, there's a reason why you don't have any money. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Nobody betting. It was a fucking joke. It's like, like you dumb. bought a spell book and you're like, I heard if I burn a hundred dollar bills ten <laughs> times. It is funny because people chance, make like, those bets are very rich already and don't benefit from winning them. The, the, see, the thing is, you're like, it's a joke, but the problem was none of us thought it was right. a joke. No, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. That, that, uh, well, not really. That somebody, is that the odds, though? Yeah, somebody I'm gonna, I might bet it later. Somebody bet 140 to win. I I think it's 105,000. I mean, I listen, man. the funny part is, like, nobody else can really win MVP. Rasheed Rice can't win it. Only, like, running backs or fullbacks. Well, full, outside of the quarterback. Fullbacks? I mean, outside you, of the quarterback. Uh, there, I would okay. I'll, I'll bet that there have been more defensive backs that have won it than fullbacks. All right, fine. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey can't win it. Matter of fact, outside, oh, outside uh, of running backs, Isaiah Debo Samuel can't win. No, it? I don't think so. What? Yeah, I'll, I think Brock Purdy gets it. I'll bet more yeah, wide receivers, but, yeah. more defensive backs. Yeah, uh, sure, whatever. What I'm saying is, I bet more chance. nose tackles have won it than fullbacks. I'm full saying backs. that there's but a chance. What, what do you think? Has um, Mike Allstott have what won do you think the Super Bowl MVP? What do you, what do you think the odds were that Larry Brown won the MVP? Who are these people? Oh, they were long. These guys uh, even in the he, NFL? Well, Not a, anymore. He was a cornerback that ruined the Steelers' uh, Super Bowl hope back in Super Bowl Thirty. He got paid, man. We're in, we're in Super Bowl Fifty. 58? This is football 30 we're talking about. Yeah, the, <laughs> my guy got paid. He had, he had an interception in the Super Bowl, and the Raiders went out and gave him like the biggest contract of all time, and you never heard from him again. Mm -hmm. oh, you're talking two about interceptions Malcolm Butler? Uh, well, no, but also applies. Um, I will say that that hinge this week has been interesting. <laughs> oh, has it? There's a lot of athletes on there. Sure. So many. <laughs> sure, you found a D-lineman. I yeah. did. <laughs> Just a cool three three fifty. Yeah, he's a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so our our friend Greg, who uh, he he works down on the strip, and uh, he texted me today and was saying he's like he's like it's insane how many athletes are just walking around random like athletes and celebrities. They're yeah. all hinge. It's he, insane. He said they're like everywhere. literally one out of ten people he like recognized. Okay, yeah. so. Me and Mama Joe got to hit the strip. Yeah. 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 Mama yeah. Joe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, now's your time. Little prowl. Mm hmm. Strike while We're the iron to is become hot. Become wives is what they and say. girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> well, wags. They're trying to join the wags. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect. I mean, you're gonna have to do a little work to become a wag. Of course. They're just That's here the whole for. Point. It's like you gotta work to be a wag. But but in your defense, there's a lot of athletes here right now that are not playing in the Super Bowl. I so know. They're That's here who's for on the Hinge. distractions. They're yeah. all over. And yeah. you could be that distraction. That's right. Well, because usually on Hinge, you see, you actually you do see like you know, football players and stuff, but they're, but then I'll send them to my brother and be like, is this guy good? And he's like, no, he's bad. Like, or he got, you know, he got fired or something. Right. They always are like, or he they, passed away. They always like get contracts and then they get fired like two weeks later, but then they put all the pictures on their profile. So they make you think that they're good. Mm, right. They're trying For, to scam the former the, team. But this week it's really actually players. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the gala. Who would have thought? Well. Yeah. Last night at the <laughs> uh, celeb poker tournament at Poker Go, they had like Keenan Allen was on the mm -hmm. feature table and Will, Austin Eckler was there. Austin Eckler. Yeah. Our neighbor. He's our neighbor. <laughs> Don't dox the man. He's already doxed. He's been doxed multiple times. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're well, doxing. I forgot. Sorry, we got doxed on Reddit. Yeah. Thanks. Whoever posted our buying address people. on Reddit. Um, they just want us to get I, I gave 5K to uh, one of the guys in the Bellagio game for Super Bowl squares, and I don't know anything else of it. I just know they were 1K per square. I have five of them. And uh, Is that an NFT? we're hoping. 
Did you, I mean, did you get your numbers yet? No. Oh, so that's cool. As I long go, as you get your numbers before the game starts. I go. I just, I, I just pay, and you tell me if I win or not, right? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this sounds like this sounds a pretty bad. Great deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's gonna be fucking huge. A thousand a square? Yeah. That's uh, hundred k. Yeah, probably. So like twenty. That's hundred k. Like 25 20, 25k. Uh, you guys say so. Can we explain the game? Yes. I don't know. Okay. For Melissa, since, yes. So, uh, so essentially, you uh, can partake this. It's Sunday a grid. It's a grid of a like. hundred squares. Okay? okay. So then you have a number ranging from zero to nine on each side, and then wherever that corresponding square is that you have, if the game ends, usually they do each quarter. So if the ending score ends in that number, oh. so say it's seven to zero, and you have seven the total and zero. Score. No, 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 like, no. Each, each team. It'll have like so, one so, line is uh, Chiefs yeah. and one line is uh, one, 49ers. Right, correct. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Mongo. Kind of. Mongo, mongo. Yeah, but you only need to hit one for bingo. There you go. So it looks something like that. Yeah. And so right. those would f- be and filled in. And you write it in? Or yourself? Yeah. So say your, say your numbers. So you just write your name in. Bef- in the squares. And then, and then they and then they'd randomly put, randomly the, drawn put on the numbers top. on top. Okay. Some squares zero are better nine. than others. Right. So you want to end, have numbers end in seven and zero and four oh, because that, that's, the, the that's what's how the, the point of the other numbers? The fuck other people. Well, it could happen. I mean, it could end in, you know. Yeah, all numbers or, are viable. Yeah. They're just because they're just of the rarer. three and the seven scoring system, they're mm-hmm. a lot more rare. Yeah. Like, if we were to have a heads up squares battle, but you let me pick the first 20 squares, you would be getting wrecked. Okay. So that's you take turns. Well, well it's, it's random. random. It's random. It's just random. Right. Right. So it doesn't numbers. go zero through nine. You just, you just like pick numbers so it could, and it's just all scrambled. It's, it's one of the more fair, fun gambles that you can have on Super Bowl Sunday because you're just cheering for scores. Mm-hmm. And like, right. especially if you don't care about the particular teams that are playing, like myself, you just actually get to root for, you know, for, for a number. Right. Yeah. number go up and stay there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and there, it's all zero, zero EV. So yeah. yeah. It's like, like this, yeah. this will be a big sweat because usually they do. Uh, they do six, right? Four quarters, halftime, and final a re- score. A reverse. No. Or sorry, five. They do four. Is it just the quarters? I they, I it's just the quarters. No, yeah. no, no, I always, no. Most of them the, usually you can do, do however you want, but usually it's just every quarter. Yeah. Most of them do quarters, but they also do like a reverse score at halftime or something like that. And then, uh, oh wow, oh I've like never done that. One, I've like only done quarters at the end of the game. You can and make up whatever you want. That's the great part about squares. Like, oh, they increase. I've done, yeah, only quarters and it's progressive. So, like, first quarter, it's like pays out you know, 50 bucks or right. whatever. And then, second quarter, it's uh, or for halftime, it's 100. And then and the final can, score is usually the biggest one. Yeah, 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 exactly. Last year, I won three out of four quarters. Nice. Wow. wow. Well, well, Was there just no scoring? Yeah. yeah. I forget. If you I get mean, on like, if you reasonable. get on a couple good numbers and the score doesn't change throughout a quarter, then you just like, you just win oh. both. Yeah. 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 That's nice. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the the majority of the degening that I'm yeah. doing. Landon, you have five percent. That's what I'm saying. I have five, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have football. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I want you guys to win one of these big things. It would be really nice. Because I feel like Just there's always a sweat. Just five k seems shitty. Wait a minute. Yeah, there's wait a no minute. wins yet. So if you put in five k and there's there's a hundred squares. Yeah. So there's, there should be a hundred k in the prize pool. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Which means every quarter you can win twenty five k. No, it's not going to be like that. It maybe. It probably won't be like that, but like sometimes the bigger ones they they do it evenly. Yeah, it it, it honestly yeah. doesn't really matter. It doesn't change the EV. It'll no, it doesn't. But normally they do what? Like final scores worth more than. It'll be final yeah. scores probably worth fifty percent or forty percent or something. Yeah. Yeah. And Connor has a square sharp. <laughs> My grandfather used to get me ten squares at a five hundred dollar thing every single year with his like bar. 
Did you mm. win ever? Uh, one year, but I don't think I actually won. What was the vig? I think he just paid me. <laughs> Grandpa's vig. <laughs> no, he gave me all of it. Uh, <laughs> My grandfather was rich. We used to charge vig on our March Madness squares and or uh, brackets in college. We would give ourselves ten free brackets. That was the vig. Wow. You guys, yeah. I tell you, seemed reasonable. Ten percent. So like you, work, nah, you way know? less, way less. So like you just hosted we had way the more than hundred brackets in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you just hosted it and like ran scores and like yeah, did it was the fucking hard work, man. It was like two thousand and one. We didn't have the internet to score yeah. for us. We uh, had to do everything fucking manually. They didn't even have computers when I was in college. <laughs> well, relax. That's worth no. That's worth something. <laughs> no. though. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's you're putting fair. me in the same generation. That's crazy. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> we had things. It's my age. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. All Got my it. notes were etched on stone. It decided to stop aging when I reached Melissa's <laughs> yeah. yeah, you two are adorable. We're the same age. Uh, big shout out to you and McNicholas. Uh, yeah. He's done some content for us. Went out to, man, I don't know where this place is. G-U-K-P-T. What, what, what does this stand for? <laughs> Sounds like he told me. <laughs> He's Great. told me multiple times. United Kingdom no, United Poker Tour. No, no, no. It's the Grosvenor yes, UK Grosvenor. Poker Tour. That's it. I thought it was Great United Kingdom. That's what <laughs> I thought. Like I literally Ukraine. thought it was the same thing, too. Like think, Great Britain, United Kingdom. I believe that's his home <laughs> okay. casino because he wears a patch for them whenever he comes well, to the States. Grosvenor sometimes. has like a bunch of different ones. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It, it's like a, I guess, a chain. A tour? It's like a chain. Oh, it's a, okay. But then they have different locations and Grosvenor, he's a Grosvenor pro. I see. So he, mm. he won. Okay. Well, you want a 1500 big shout out to Ewan. If you guys haven't already, you can catch him doing the on second thought for season nine of poker out loud. I need to reach out to him, make sure he's good for season 10. I don't want that workload again. Um, and speaking of poker out loud, we do have uh, season 10 out right now. I believe we're on episode 12 and I think we have a little bit of a tease there. If I gave Guapo enough time to set it up, I see him squinting. We're not playing a normal poker game here. Now we're playing the stand-up game. Everyone has incentive to win hands faster because there's a penalty at the end of the game. This is very out of line and very devious. All right, we'll see you at the river, young man. I think it's just a blunder, honestly, opening this hand um, with two just absolute monkeys in the blinds. I mean, I think the simplest way to get through this hand right now is to just rip it. Someone's just going to fuck me up, so I actually have to play a lot tighter here under the gun. Mamma mia. Fucking stand-up game. <laughs> this is a stand-up game great. Two MTT wizards finding ways to put 100 blinds in with ace nine. <laughs> it's, it's more fun now that I know that it's like fine to just stop. We're gonna peel and we're gonna pray. Fuck. I'm gonna need more chips so I can give everybody chips. <laughs> It only cost me everything. Stand-up? Yeah. Stand-up is on? <laughs> oh, we've been doing it already? Stand-up's been on the whole time? Yeah. yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you just always play sixes that way. I was playing it regular. <laughs> All right, that was the trailer for season 10 of Poker Out Loud. We'll have a tease for this week's episode come Monday, I promise. Um, also, big shout out to Efro. Happy birthday to him. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Efro. Big 4-0 for Efro. Oh, we man. love you here. Congratulations. Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the, uh, to the Old Man Coffee Club. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you so much. Um, you have to cut half of your, your range in half now <laughs> once you turn 40. 
Or double it. <laughs> depends which way you want to go. It depends if you send us runs again. That's true. Mm, that is true. Those runs, they got brutalized. Gotta get bananas only. No. Don't give anybody any ideas, man. Um, human. Speaking of gifts, uh, not for me, not for me. big shout out to Academy attendee Manuel. He sent me this little, uh, he told me to remind Conrad who, who the best You're blocking is. it. Oh, I'm going the wrong way? There My bad. Go. There, there we go. go. Yeah. Wow, there. look at fan that. Cave. Little, little fan cave. Who got you that? Manuel. It's my cousin. Uh, <laughs> not his cousin. <laughs> Tournament Academy he attendee. Actually lives in Spain, not, uh, not here in Las Vegas. <laughs> I also got my gift. That's true. Oh, you did, yeah. This is my Christmas gift. I was going to say, you should explain but why it's you're... It's a Valentine's Day gift now. Yep. So, it's, it's a Super Bowl. I'm super hot. <laughs> what, what, what is this? What's the sash? What are you wearing? Um, I don't know what this is. This is a No Drama Llama onesie, but I don't think it's actually the No Drama Llama one from that we saw. It's not the there one. There was no No Drama on it, so it might be a Drama <laughs> it might a be Drama, a drama Llama. llama. Mm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this, yeah, it came with a scarf. A Sven so. scarf. A Sven scarf, uh, you know, I'm definitely gonna utilize at the poker oh, table. There you great. go. Uh, don't let Helmuth get <laughs> I'm gonna specifically okay. scout Helmuth. Okay, listen, there's a lot going on with that mouth. He was playing 1 3 at Aria yesterday. What mouth? <laughs> According to Helmuth, you know, a lot goes on in the mouth. Oh, Did you mouth say Helmuth tells? was playing 1 yeah, 3 at Aria? Yeah. Was, was he really? He was playing with Madison. Sounds like he's in the muck. <laughs> Does he have an in the muck cam for us? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Every hand history is in the muck with him. That's true. We could just do a year of Helmuth being in the muck. Oh man! Like, it'd be like it'd be like past. two weeks straight of him just folding Ace King preflop incorrectly. That'd be uh yeah, that'd be a fun one. I think we should you know maybe we'll do that. Like anybody that like starts talking shit on us, you know that they like to you do. Just put them in the muck. We just, we just put them in the muck for like a, a week. We just go through all <laughs> their hands and just show how bad they played for like an entire Shame week. wizard. Say yeah. it to use our submission, and yep. then at the end say who does. Shame right. wizard is sick. <laughs> like, Shame. Just kidding. So many reject me Man. daddies. Shame wizard is so good. Oh man. But how many does have white magic? You gotta put some. Respect. He does. He figured some things out that uh, that are very good. He's the best tournament player in the world. He did figure wow. out some good things, on, on, unfortunately to say. Why, why is it unfortunate? unfortunate? Yeah, why is it unfortunate? That's your future you gotta, backer. You don't like him? <laughs> right. right. No, not that I don't like him. It's just like, it's weird when you think that somebody that does all these things wrong actually gets some well, things he's right. A bit, but he, we always put, knew he put did some, some stuff right. on Helmuth's yeah. team, I think. Yeah. Because he's like been here forever. He like, of course everything. he's going to do some things right. You're just like, oh, he's doing everything wrong because he's Phil Helmuth. That's how, ridiculous. How many bracelets do you have? This is the dumbest argument. Please. Please. <laughs> I've heard it so much in the last two weeks where I it's think just we got like, I'm fully converted. Don't you know, get me started on how many bracelets I used to hate yeah. Helmuth and I've fully converted and now I like all his Instagram but I think he's amazing. Oh, I love and you Helmuth. know what made you. me convert is the, the whole Nick Airball thing. Because right. I realized that there's like way more annoying people in this industry <laughs> and it put everything into perspective for me. I was like, wait, Helmuth's actually cool. Yeah. Wait, I have a question. How many bracelets have you won in the last three years of you playing? What, why is this? Why I don't get it. Because now it's one to one. It just doesn't make any sense. He doesn't sense, play man. mixed well, games either. And well, also, it's just like so much random variance. Like winning bracelets is so dumb. It's like for for the two weeks of people throwing up like Jonathan's hand mob versus mine. It's like what are we talking? about? Would you about? say the same thing if you had a bracelet? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's, it's I think it's more insulting to Jonathan. He barely has double my tournament scores, and that's all he does. Like I've probably played a quarter of the volume. What are we talking Dude, about? Dude, quit bullying him. Okay, no, this is really Jesus, bullying. Man. We're not gonna I stand mean, for it here. I'm just, I mean, we're not crap. gonna stand for it here. Hasn't the, the man gone through enough? My the whole point here. My whole point here is <laughs> Mate, like this is bullying. These are ridiculous <laughs> metrics. 
to measure anybody's ability on. Like bracelets are absolutely but he irrelevant. Uses white magic to get them. Yeah, which means... I am on the side of Helmuth. I, I agree he that knows Helmuth... a, he knows there's a bracelet at stake. He activates the WM. Okay, I'm and, out on this. <laughs> and then he manifests it. Maybe That's if true. you even had a little bit of WM, maybe a little that, WM. Yeah, in your you, life. maybe you should. Okay. You know, you're never gonna win that squares without some WM. Yeah, you better <laughs> get some WM. Going. All right, I'm out on the manifestation, but I'm I'm very much in on the fact that Helmuth does and has always done certain things incredibly well he's it's valued just, tournament life more it's than just else. often overshadowed by the it's, things that we can recognize as being like egregious yeah, errors because uh, everyone on the internet loves to dunk on each other that's mm -hmm. the whole yeah. that part's true, that, that's true. <laughs> that, that's if it wasn't true. like that then you guys will recognize all the good stuff he does but, no no instead of trying to gain magic <laughs> no, no, no imaginary points from random guys it's who not think you're that cool. it's, <laughs> it's that he takes so much pride in yeah, the things I, that he's wrong about i think they just take the personality and want him to be wrong about everything yeah. because they're like, well, I don't like this no, like, look aspect at the, of your personality. No, no, no. Look at that, that look at the Ike Haxton thing. Like he's so blatantly wrong about this mask thing, but he's so oh. proud about how wrong that he is that it's very difficult not to feel a certain way about it. Right? Like But that has nothing to do with poker. Well, it has everything to do with how you view your opinion. Right? Like I, I don't think anybody is like kind of championing behind Helmy saying, like, yeah, actually Guys in masks, they got big fucking edges in these fields, Matisau man. Is. Well, right. That should be a clear <laughs> indicator that you might have got one wrong. You know, it's like when Mikey comes from the top rope and he's like, get rid of the know. fucking mask. Well, I think when the people are wearing the mask plus the, the fucking the shades, goggles, yeah. eyeglasses, and then or, they're wearing hood. I mean, or perhaps mm. if they show up in a Darth Vader mask. They might as he well. He didn't play the whole time in the Darth Vader mask. He just showed up a with shtick. it. And then, yeah. I mean, he played. Did he play? Yes. Yeah. We have video of him playing hands in a full Darth Vader mask. But not the whole tournament. <laughs> no, but... He was only there for a day. It's probably like it wasn't there for the whole tournament. I can't wow. wait for the Apple glasses that people have on. Uh, I mean, that's just like clearly going to be banned. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no, no way. No, way. It's, it's not like it's it's not like it's concealable. But it's not when like you're like low key rocking the know, apple glasses. You They're like get, ten pounds. Yeah. People's right. heads are fucking right. <laughs> you <laughs> got preflop charts over here. You got wizard over there. You're just playing. And then, and then like, you just see someone going like this at the yeah. table. These <laughs> <laughs> people look so ridiculous. That looks like white magic like, to me. They look so ridiculous using these things. The TikTok trend of people driving Teslas doing it while getting pulled over is the dumbest. I mean, is like the Epitome sorry, of stupidity. I won't be using it. I want one. I, want one. I would like to try it, but I, I like it's just. What are these things? I don't want. It's the uh, the Apple, Apple Vision, Vision. I think it's yeah. called. Yeah, they're thirty five hundred, and they're apparently extremely heavy. Um, but so you will get neck problems. But I guess people you really like using neck. them on airplanes because you can put like a full a full like screen. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I, I was watching like a, a demo of it, and the guy was had like uh, NBA League Pass, mm -hmm. and he literally had he's like, okay, so what I can do here is I can bring up all the stats, and he has like all the stats here, and then he's like, I have my big screen right here. <laughs> now I have two other screens with three, two different games here, and then two other screens with two different games here. So it feels like you're like literally in like. Uh, a sports, sports book. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's right. like augmented reality. Mm -hmm. So you still see your room and you can change right. how immersive it is. Yeah. I'm probably going to do this. Like how I did the iPhone where I was like, ew, why would I want a full screen? <laughs> and, and I was so late to adopt. I was Blackberry crew forever. And oh then, and Those then Blackberry I finally got an iPhone. So BBMs that's probably were so, oh my God. so cringe. This is everything Google Glass it. was supposed to be. Wait a minute. No, <laughs> Google Glass wasn't like an augmented reality. 
I think it was. It, I thought it was. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was, was over the, like, you could still see the room and you could see the things go by, but it just had really basic functions. Yeah. 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 It wasn't this like immersive. Like, right. That was so, also like t 11 years ago. Right. Yeah. Functionality wise, though, this, this Apple thing, like, it's <laughs> it looks a, ridiculous. But like, functionally speaking, like, outside of the augmented yeah. reality and all the bells and whistles, like, it's actually just a glorified iPod, right? Or iPad, right? Like, you uh, can yeah, use the internet, you can watch. apps, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing. You're not like playing virtual reality games or no. anything on those. They lines. haven't but, but, made stuff for it yet. That's the update. Well, like some some of them I think have made. But. When 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 Sims? <laughs> Wait a Sim, minute. Sims, Sims the game. Yeah, Sims the game. <laughs> like when when does the world just become the Sims game? Soon, probably uh, sooner than you think. Oh, so apparently, like you know, some people got them to do sex stuff, and like I guess there's a lot of blocks to doing so anything. Like, that was the whole point related. of the Oculus. Well, so everybody bought it to um, box. Obviously, people are gonna jailbreak it. <laughs> I right, say, yeah, thirty five hundred dollars seems like pretty expensive to just watch porn. I mean, <laughs> people buy these dolls that are like fifty k. Oh jeez. I heard that porn was like the sole driver of technology advancing. <laughs> Makes sense. It is in a lot. Yeah, like it's the biggest money of maker industries. of like advancing like technology. Yeah. It does, and people are like walking, but it's like the movements to use them are so weird. You walk around with it, like yeah. T Pain was walking around in a casino yesterday people with it. People are gonna on. get They're gonna get their heads pulled off. Yeah, you, I mean, you I walk feel around like, with five K on your face, basically. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like there's already like this uh, threat of just like walking with your face buried in the phone of you know somebody pickpocketing yeah. you or just knocking you the fuck out because and now you're, you're like peripherals a little bit you know messed up you're looking at stuff within your screen mm -hmm. yeah you'll walk right in well, i assume it has traffic. to be way worse than what? that right like how much of the real reality are you even capable of you seeing can see there's, it, there's, there's a yeah, slider you can, yeah you can, immersion mm, slider i'm sure there's probably like a warning too like you're about to <laughs> oh a warning you're being robbed <laughs> no, 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 no like if you're like too close <laughs> to that exclamation Tesla. point comes up a warning you're walking into somebody as long as yeah. you have apple maps up it'll let you know no like like a tesla literally like if you're walking and like somebody's in front of you there's probably like a beeping sound or something the thing is that when this you okay when this becomes <laughs> uh contact lenses yeah. live poker is fucked yeah mm. i mean obviously i think that it's possible for that with no glasses is just going like this but, yeah it's <laughs> trying to look at jack six <laughs> four they're, they're like they're looking at their cards and they're going right like <laughs> like without the neural math carry the two w without actually being hooked into the Neuralink, like there i don't think there's any way to covertly <laughs> to have this well, like what are you gonna just like no, you act, could have a, you could like, have a roll? range chart at least yeah but it's just you might be able to use your eyes you could put a range chart yeah, on a napkin just yeah. so i'm just going like fine. this and I'm, like, I'm reading my email gosh get off me hello i'm just <laughs> okay anyway, i just have to <laughs> yeah, exactly i have a tick and it makes me go like this <laughs> like why are we making the real world fake We've been so, doing that since the dawn of time. We're just merge, we're merging with technology. We're already cyborgs. Because so the global we, elitists want us to be distracted, oh, here Landon. We fucking go. <laughs> what are they Save this for well, Big Bear. What are they distracting he us asked. from? Save this for Big Bear, Nikki. <laughs> tell the them, depopulation tell plan. Them. God. Yeah, <laughs> These people them. don't know anything, Melissa. I know. I know. I'm glad she's at least saying it with an air of comedy this time. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> serious nature. I said nature. the most basic ass thing in we Big Bear. We send each it other conspiracy a, tweets. It wasn't even a conspiracy. I said that seven families yeah. own the majority of it wealth actually, in the world, and you can Google it. Well, that was one of many things that was <laughs> what said. What else did I say? <laughs> that, that there are theories, be, uh, different alternate theories behind how the pyramids were built? That's also up for grabs. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't I'll say anything that. else. No, you said yeah. it was aliens. I said that Bernie got <laughs> yeah, shot by the DNC. You might have said it was aliens. There was some big I fucking triangles. one of the options. <laughs> and you know what? Lucky Chewie could come on and discuss that. I know you guys. You guys like were vibing. Oh, he said it to the right person. I I feel like you guys should do a podcast episode. I think Brad Owen would love that too. He also loves aliens. Get all the Mm. poker like conspiracy nerds together. I think it would be such a fun podcast. And then and then force Berkey to watch it. (laughs) To do a reaction. We we said I hope an alien visits Berkey, and then Lucky Chewie was like, maybe he already has. (laughs) Maybe that's his cover. Covering it with all like I'm so logical, and I had never seen an alien in my life. Funny that was. If, really <laughs> if aliens are among us, I would I would bet a large sum of money that Brad Owen's a part of them. <laughs> like, I, the jig is up, buddy. Okay, the jiggities see, are up. I see what's fucking going jig- on here. Ah, uh, that was good. Yeah, that was nice. Thanks. Nice. Nice. Um, all right. Dirty. While uh, while we're on the subject of Chewy and poker streams, uh, you recently did Bally's live. Landon Bally was there. Okay. Valley <laughs> Live. Thank you, Landon. <laughs> yeah, that was a new let's, concept let's that they not. were trying out, and I think that it's what, pretty calling it Bally? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a new concept that right. they're trying I mean, out. Next as, year it'll be Bally. Soon, listen, as soon as they sponsor the pod, we'll get the name right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Tell we'll them. See if they called it Bally, yeah, I think it would go. be easier you to mean, remember. You mean just Ball? Yeah, Ball. 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 Yeah. ball. Welcome to Ball Poker. <laughs> yep. There you go. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was a coach's stream. So um, <laughs> a coach representing each site. There's a couple sites that weren't there, obviously. Like, uh upswing wasn't there there wasn't like jocka wasn't there um but like it was a new a new thing and ryan laplant put it together and i thought it was pretty cool because like there were a couple different caveats so it wasn't like a typical stream one um the coaches took turns rotating throughout the commentary booth every half hour which was the same as the delay so they were actually commenting on their own hands that they were playing and getting to see the whole cards that they were playing against so that was actually pretty cool and you heard like the top of the top minds of like high stakes poker um you know talking about how why they played a hand the way they did the other thing that was different was that there was a hundred big blind buy-in cap and you could only top off or rebuy if you got completely stacked. So the idea was that there was going to be different stack depths that people would have to like change it to adjust to the effective stack sizes. Um, because there were like a lot of like tournament coaches and stuff. I think that was the general idea. It didn't really go that way. There wasn't a lot of like short stack play. So it was either like people were getting stacked or not. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't say that that even affected anything, but they were trying out new things and I like, I applaud them for, for trying that. I think it was really interesting getting to like hear different perspectives on the game from all these different coaches, but Landon was there. I was there. The caps stinks just because it, it didn't let the game to get deep. I agree. I would have liked to see some more deep stack play Mm -hmm. and hear more commentary about that. I think, um, you know, Ryan put it together and he's like a tournament player. And I think he recognized that there were other tournament coaches there that maybe um, they don't talk a lot about deep stack play. They more talk so uh, more talk about like uh, the shallower stack. So I don't know. I don't really know the concept behind that. But I think that the next time we bring it back, if there is a next time, we would have it be deeper stacked. I mean, you can just put an MTT stream together. 
Or that it was the, <laughs> we, they almost put together a sit and go, but we wanted the people uh. to stick around for <laughs> the. Sitting uh, would be cool. Sitting is so boring. There's a reason why Poker After Dark died. I feel like it's cool to put like top level pros, but then throw in all the carnival games and throw in random wrenches and mm. and just see. I like think it's so cool to see the wheels turn. I yeah. think people really like seeing how. The more you can force brain solving, the better. I yeah, think. like because mm -hmm. they're the they're the top of their game. They're gonna be like really good at brain solving too. So it's cool to see. That. And then getting to hear, mm -hmm. like, what their thoughts were, their yeah. thought process behind you it. You know, yeah. it's like as if there's almost a product for that. Brain solving. No, no. <laughs> poker oh, out poker loud. Out loud? Yeah. yeah, there you go. Brain uh, we got there. Um, <laughs> Do you have a teaser? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that... You don't think that, like, a hyper, just like a quick set and go would be, like, reasonable? It'd just be, no, like, flipping. Uh, I, I think that um, running formats that are dead like stone fucking dead in the industry is never going to be good TV. That's no true. one plays it and goes. Efro says, right. Poker After Dark is Game of Gold. It's I was just alive say, and well. Go game of Gold, <laughs> yeah. uh, they Poker After Dark, the sit and go, gone. Sort of, but, the, but, but even Game of Gold added, they threw it's the wrenches the, in yeah. with Indian Poker. I think if right. you can add an you element. You have to throw wrenches in. Exactly. Because I mean, otherwise, like, because you want to take them out of their element, but still let them use their framework to, like, brain solve. I, I mean, think that's cool. They threw a wrench with just it being a complete game show. Yeah. Like, it's just not. Just I feel like it'd be go. cool to take top level poker players and then, like, make them do things that aren't poker, but strategy related. I, I, like, yeah, they I can think that's what Adapt game. on the fly. Train yeah. game? That was Train, my. Yeah, even, like, board games or something. That was my feedback uh, when I spoke with the guys at GG of, like, if there's a change to Game of Gold that would be better, it would be instead of poker, you were doing other strategy games. Right. Because poker the skills that you learn and like the mental frameworks and stuff, they translate to so many other. We've seen poker see. players like thrown into this kind of environment mm -hmm. before with like Vanessa Russo on Big Brother and she right. was like one of the best players that yeah. like, ever played oh, the game. It's the game theory. Right? Like, and then like, yeah, like I think like there's like the new. Optimal crying technique. There's uh, oh, yeah. incredible. Yeah, like the like new show Traders, mm -hmm. which is like essentially is like werewolves. Yeah, Trishelle like, is on it, that. Yeah, Trishelle is on Not that from, from the challenge. Well, um, she's a, she plays poker too. Yeah, though. and yeah. but yeah, right. So like her, like getting a few more poker players in the mix. Kev Martin was great. on the Canadian one. Yeah, Kev mm -hmm. Martin was on the Canadian. Right, exactly. And, one and he won. Yeah, and won it at least once. I think once. So, yeah. yeah. So David cool. Williams on the Top Chef. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why we all like the Escape Room. And then there's the, the Top uh, Chef or Master Chef. I'm not sure. They're Which all the same. It, was it, it wasn't. Chef. It wasn't Top Chef. Master Ma Chef. Master Chef <clears throat> DW. He's cooking. And then there's been a lot of representation on, on Survivor, right? Like Rob mm -hmm. won it Gary more B. than once. Is that right? Boston Gary. Rob. Boston Rob. <laughs> Boston Rob won it once, I think, but has mm -hmm. been on many times. But he's been on many times. Jerry B bubbled the council and then mm -hmm. Garrett with his famous oh, yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> fucking blow up. Ronnie Barta was that on it. That one was definitely oh, right. about Ronnie the rice. That was, no, it couldn't have been about the rice. Jatia burned the rice. She burnt the rice. <laughs> he had an immunity idol and was still the first one out of the fucking game. <laughs> well, he tried to control it by not letting them go and like talk strategy. Yeah. Like it was weird. And so they were like, let's get this guy out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when someone burns your rations yeah. and someone else gets voted out, That's, you fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You really fucked up. <laughs> you fucked up. And you know what? That's good. We like the blunders yeah. too. Yeah. You, yeah. you like to see uh, a few missteps here and there. Um, Ronnie was on it for, and then he said he got sick, kinda ish. Yeah, I haven't. I, it's funny. I forgot he was on it. And I, mm -hmm. I I know Ronnie pretty well. I never actually talked to him about it. He didn't go very far. No, he, he was first one out. Oh, okay. 
maybe that's why it didn't i know really i was very excited it. to watch it and see him on there and then i'm like all right let's go and then like first episode he's out, like damn it um yeah i i think that i don't know it, it's it's difficult like uh especially so much of the community is engulfed or uh, i guess enamored by tournament play right now mm -hmm. it's difficult to run simulated environments that aren't just tournaments mm -hmm. sit and goes just don't really uh represent an open field event they don't even really represent final tables because you yeah, start right. with the same distribution of right. chips right mm -hmm. so it's like the icm is there but it's not because a lot only of times it's only like top three top to get one two or, yeah. i mean if it's six max only one person's gonna win like poker after dark was winner take all so it's like there's so many aspects of tournament play that aren't really uh even taking place when you're mm -hmm. looking at a sit and go format and then obviously it's fast you're losing players um i like the idea I, i've said this a bunch but i like the idea of being able to get reoccurring themes uh week after week after week in some of these stream houses like bally or hustler or uh maybe the lodge is pretty consistent now mm -hmm. um as well as a few others like if you take a survivor format you you take that game show format and you overlay it into a cash game environment like where, where they can be in tribes yeah yeah well, like, kind of like, like what game of gold did yeah in yeah a way. sort of yeah um but yeah you you would do things where you don't really want to do anything where where people are sharing ev because obviously that leads to collusion. Um, but you want to do things where like everybody is vying to eliminate others, similar to tournament format, right? Yeah, Dean Eggs was on Millionaire Matchmaker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, facts. I forgot about that. Uh, so was, uh, so was uh, Joey D. Who's that? Uh, if you guys watch the latest video Phil Galfon put up where Shulman and I played a hand, Joey D, not Joey D, um, Jimmy D. Jimmy D. Sorry. Oh, that guy. Uh, Jimmy D was the third person in there. He was, he was like the original famous person from Millionaire Matchmaker. Like he made a name for himself there. It was really? very epic. Uh, he played. He brought the girl to Vegas. They played poker at the Palms with Yevgeny and I think Helmuth, uh, where they were like teaching the girl how to play, play poker. I mean, uh, on the show. On the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know why I used to watch Millionaire. I love trash TV. It's terrible. Yeah, it's I was just saying, we don't watch. Wait a minute. Yeah. If you like trash TV, you can't dunk on Brian for watching Vanderpump. I know. I think he I would don't actually still watch I think it. You, you, I think you would like some But of you the still shows watch trash TV. Uh, my trash TV now is he like. Likes alone. It, he only likes it if he's attracted to the people on the show. That's Jim true. <laughs> that, well, I don't know. I watched the first season of. Uh, what was that? Love is Blind. Yeah. And I yeah, think but that's, not, that's like the mm. kind of like the not the hottest people. Yeah, all the reality shows. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No. It's called I, Love I, is No Lines. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I, I watched the whole season. It was an interesting concept to but me. But there was like a couple people you were like, she's hot. Uh, it was it was like you kind of force yourself because <laughs> yeah. like your seven episodes yeah. in, it's like, yeah. what's the hook at this point? Yeah. You know? I mean, what's you the, didn't what's watch, the one show? Uh, on? You didn't watch Love on the Spectrum. I did not. No, it's <laughs> so my favorite. It feels so good. Literally my favorite show. It feels so exploitative. It's it. It's not. I feel like not. I can't watch it because I start to like act that way. Okay, that's uh, like it's spewing bare facts. Well, no, it just like makes. I'm like, oh, that's how I should be when I'm dating, Spitting and, bare the, and facts. like because I'm like I'm like I feel Honestly? like I'm learning, and and then I feel like I'm gonna like act that way when I'm she, on a date. Might not hurt. Maybe not. <laughs> you know, they're like, they're like, do you like crocodiles? I like crocodiles. I also like bears. I like, I like giraffes. Like, I like this, and I feel like you. You do that. You spit off bare facts. I think I could. Like, just let the guys know Maybe who you I are. Maybe I should Melissa. go on. <laughs> yeah. But like as a wild card. Uh-huh. You should yeah. go to the bear zoo. 
Yeah, take well, a date to the bear yeah, zoo. They like, always pick the zoo to go to. I like, like. I love that. I know <laughs> you would be perfect <laughs> casting on it. I like bears. Me too. Oh, <laughs> did you know that mama bears? Like, I would listen all day. Yeah, I know you. Well, well, hmm. you would be giving too. Yeah, you'd be you'd be head. the master yapper of the bear facts. Yeah. Yeah, but then I, they would tell me something else about some other animal. And then I, they'd, then I'd be like, "Do you want to get married?" And they'd be like, yeah. "That's literally the show, Melissa." <laughs> I know. So maybe. That's and then you sing Lion King together do. at the end. <laughs> There's <laughs> value to be taken from all of these scenarios, yeah. I think. Um, but you know, back to poker. <laughs> back to poker. <laughs> Bringing it full circle. Back to uh, trash back to TV. Back to being on the spectrum. Right. Uh, right yeah. Back Landon. to. Um, <laughs> we. <laughs> We found out today that Good Game job, of Nikki. Gold, uh, Game of Gold is launching season two. Hey, I think it was un it was unclear in the article whether or not they're actually filming already or if um, it's just confirmed that they're going to film. But nevertheless, uh, season two is a go. Uh, I would imagine we're probably is looking there a at list? like no list of cast, and I imagine we're probably looking at like end of the year or. Um, yeah, viewer, at, like, at least, right? Yeah, I mean, based off of what we saw last time where we took about a year yeah. of production. Maybe they'll turn it around quicker this time. I'm not really sure. Um, the article was kind of alluding to the fact that there might be a little bit less poker-driven... Uh, I, I mean, you know, it's difficult when you have 50-minute episodes and one singular episode is, like, all poker. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that that I kind know, of I tried showing audience. it to my, bro my brother and his fiance, and he knows poker, so he was, like, sort of thought it was cool-ish mm. but she was just like what the hell is it like river right. boats and like what the hell are you guys talking <laughs> river about boats. yeah so i think it's only really attracting people who know poker yeah i mean i think that there are ways to just like kind of tap into the uh the like general poker culture if you will mm -hmm. that like the lay person would understand the gen culture let them like bet on each other yeah yeah or like you know bring like five card draw into it uh you know play like some watered down pg version of strip poker like you know like the the blind man's bluff was another great addition to the or like the game bullshit yeah yeah mm -hmm. like all of these like derivatives thereof that are like very loosely considered to be poker or like games that normal people would know exactly or have played what about exactly. like slapjack uh i think we called that something else it's called bullshit bullshit no no it's just like you keep putting cards down but once there's a jack like you hit Slap it didn't we call that egyptian rat screw that's a different game mm. Mm -hmm. ers is a different game it's incredible that that I thought that that was a made up game. They we, should play. <laughs> they should play like camps or camps, whatever you call it. Where like you're in teams of two, is. and then like well, as soon as someone gets four of the same uh, card, like pairs, mm -hmm. uh, you like say camps, and then you win. Oh, but it's just like a team based. I've never game. played this one. They should play euchre. A lot of summer a, camp mm, games. It was a big, uh, big baseball game. Um, but anyway, looking forward to that. Obviously, not poker. Uh, <laughs> well, Stop playing poker. Yeah. No, they can play some poker. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> they can play some poker. It's just you know it needs to be sped along, and I think we want to see like more of their strategy brains at work. Mm -hmm. I think heads up is better than other formats for this too. Heads like, up is okay. I also up. think like playing a bunch of the carnival games is really great. Like you know, play uh, a double board bomb pot round uh you know play a stand-up game um play things that are going to be like uh a little bit foreign to the the contestants more variance is better mm -hmm. more very yeah. variant not variance yeah there's already going to be a lot of variance because everything's going to be variance sit and, go and variant variants. Variants. right ts yes. yes that's that's correct like i want a poker site that has only weird variants of poker you mean like an online site to play yeah 
Because um, how will they RTA I th- me? I think you can find it. <laughs> a really? lot of the apps have pretty much everything you I'm can not, imagine. I don't know anyone that... No, I don't, I'm not in the app, like, <laughs> you know, in, in group or whatever. You know, you can just start this if you want. I can't. I've talked shit on app game runners too yeah, much. I, I get can't it. start one I get it. at this point. Well. So do you think it's better that a game has some variance but more strategy? Um, like there's some luck involved but mostly strategy is going to be better? Or th- like just because better like, strategist wins. I think for a show like this, uh, having a 50-50 mix is the best you can do. Mm-hmm. I think if you have a game that's too strategic, then it's both too predictable and too slow. And I think if you have a game that's too much luck, then it's... Uh, it's like, what's the it's skill just, even matter? Yeah, it's just very clear that well, like, the skill doesn't matter anymore. There was like that Squid Game th- game, uh, Squid Game ch- um, reality show. Yeah. Right, and there was and a lot of variance so in it. And that was so luck. Yeah. yeah, but they, right. they, I, th- I thought my, they mixed it really well. I crushed mm-hmm. it in the she rock, paper, so scissors. Good. She was like, well, statistically, this, like, they men do this one. And yeah. she was like, yeah. she was like remembering each one that he did. And he was just like, I don't she know. She found the pattern. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to, like, do random stuff. Yeah. She, was, she was like running Sims in her head. Like, he me. thought he was being random and he was actually being exactly as predictable as she expected. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. He was fooled by randomness. I, I, th- ah. <laughs> I thought that they did a good job of like putting the vast majority of the total flip type games early mm-hmm. and then putting more of the skill-based stuff yeah. towards the... Because you, know, you, so yeah, you start with 400 four, people. You yeah. got to thin them out like, yeah. and just, just flip them out. Um, I, I thought the only, the only one that uh, kind of bucked that trend was the cookie. Yeah. But it's a good one That's to do it. That's classic mm-hmm. from yeah, yeah. The, the show. Yeah. The thing that pissed me off, though, was that there was a guy in the second to last round, or the one where they had to guess, like, who yeah. took their... And he just made it through. He didn't... He never had to guess who did his thing. He if And if he won, I would have written a letter, because, like, <laughs> that would have been so goddamn rigged. Meanwhile, there was the other guy who made it through that guessed correctly twice i know which is like you have to watch the show to understand like exactly how impossible that is it mm-hmm. almost felt like he was cheating somewhere right. i feel like he had a strong sense of smell or something they had very strong white magic yeah like what we saw w- with her just like super using this guy in paper rock scissors and then this other guy just like being able to look around a room of five people and say which one of you chose me to be eliminated yeah. right now am with I a cra- blindfold on. Am I crazy or is paper rock scissors like the most absurd thing ever heard? Saying it PRS is yeah, very weird. That's okay. Okay. Rock paper scissors. I, yes, okay. it's rock paper scissors. I, no, there's a big difference. That's what I to make sure. It's, Go on, explain. You're just wrong. PRS. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a game. PRS just paper sounds cringe. RPS is just based. sounds cringe. <laughs> paper rock scissors. It's that's rock, what paper, scissors. It, you know, honestly. It probably was paper rock scissors to begin like sixty years ago, and then they said it was cringe because the, the way it works yeah. is rock is a smaller word than it's paper, which syllable. is smaller than scissors. Yes, scissors. I hundred percent. So rock paper scissors. <laughs> the, the flow of this the easy. name a hundred percent with Landon. Uh, anyway, back to valleys. Uh, why can't we go two one two with the syllables? Because it's cringe. Shout it sounds New weird. Mm-hmm. What are you writing a haiku? Why <laughs> 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 you like that, Connie? <laughs> I'm surprised you caught that. Yep. Ha- haikus read well. <clears throat> well. Either I way, mean, it's a I haiku. Know, I, either way, I know what you meant. You yeah. could call it Rochambeau. You could call it Rochambeau. Rochambeau is sick. Go. Yeah, ro- but <laughs> is it? that's not cringe. Those no. are all one syllables. Uh, what if you called it Beauchambeau? Not. <laughs> not you good. know, originally, originally, I learned Rochambeau to be where two men stand, oh. legs spread apart. Oh. No, that's docking. Facing oh, that's one docking, another. Yep. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Face, facing right? one Friday. another, and then they take turns kicking each other in the nuts. Like like idiot. Oh, did you play that? 
I did not play that, but that was the original version of Rochambeau that I learned. You would probably be stereotypical. You guys really love to kick each other in the nuts, huh? We like to test our pain tolerance, I think. Yeah, no, young guys are weird. Like, in my school, they used to rub salt and ice. Salt and ice, the freezer burn. Until they had raw skin. Or the frostbite. Like, you're self harming. Yeah, definitely self harming. I think it's like you want to see, it's like how long can you keep your hand in a hot pan until it's. Too hot. You can't. Yeah, take it was it like a tough. It was like it was like an ego. We like yeah, to learn through experience. Yeah, and then there was this other thing. Like when we were very young, like if you you know were playing sports or whatever, and the ball hit you in that region, if you didn't like act like your life was over, then obviously oh, you have no dick. Right. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, he, it didn't hurt him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, that, right. guys, so yeah. they have to exaggerate yeah. it every yeah. time. Right. So, so yeah. the only time you're not allowed to be tough is if you get hit in the nuts. Right. right. Yeah. Because that it's means like, that you exactly. have you no dick. You just, how much you have to be a giant baby. It means basically. you're a eunuch if you have. <laughs> <laughs> I limped my entire freshman year in high school. You limped? That was the joke. Man, I thought oh. that was so good. Man, guapo. Uh. God, I thought it was so good. <laughs> you get it? I limped the We're going to have to year. give you like a sidekick uh. to run these We're jokes too through. slow. Yeah. It looks like I'm not the one in the muck, but guapo is. That's true. That's the joke. That joke is in the muck. Yeah. Well, speaking of stand-up games, carnival games, being in the muck, I think it's time that young Landon finally pays his dues. Are you in the muck? He is. I do a wizard bet. Right. <clears throat> okay. He's well, in the not, muck. It's not about I the wizard. I told you it's gonna happen to you. Right. <laughs> I was like, wait, is it going to me or the footage? And it's going to the footage. That's nice. Uh, I like the sped up footage. This is smart. Yeah. So mm -hmm. okay, so like, can we pause it for a second? I thought you just had too much coffee. Okay. Uh, let's pause it for a second. So at this point, the stand-up game was on, and it just started. Not a progressive stand-up game. No straddle was on yet at this point too. But the graphics were wrong with the amount of chips that I had. So I had 600 chips less, so like roughly 25 big blinds less than what it looks like exists in this mm -hmm. spot. And what were the stakes? It was 10 quarter. So I go for the three bet here with the stand-up game. And Alex is the only one that has a button. Can we talk about the hands just for the audio listeners? Yes. Ace Jack is a great offsuit. So, Alex so Alex opens with ace jack off. I have queen eight of clubs in the cutoff. He opens hijack, and I go for the three bet. They, How low of a frequency is this? So in theory, it's not going to exist. Uh, with the stand-up game and Foxen kind of talking about how he wants to benefit from having the chip and everyone else playing looser, I think he's going to open a little bit wider, so I wanted to expand a little bit to try to get the chip and then I'll have to deal with it later. Okay. Because it is a pretty big penalty. We went $75 a person if you lost and we're six-handed. So Alex goes for the call. Flop is <clears throat> ace of diamonds, seven of diamonds, four of spades. Uh, the fox goes for a check. The fox. <clears throat> Looking at your face. Yeah, what's with all the giggling? It's because he did giggle bets all stream. I did a lot of giggle bets. Uh, so <clears throat> just the amount of this, the dynamic I have playing hands with Chewy is like we've just played so much online and heads up no limit prep uh, for the Perkins challenge as well as just playing poker in general. It's very hard for me to keep a straight straight face playing against friends. I think it's so fun though. Yeah, I agree. It I is. really liked it. Yeah, it is fun. And like to me, 
I'm obviously like gonna have good hands sometimes, have bad hands sometimes, but it's a little bit odd when it comes to like, especially when you're getting the fox and stare. Well, like I would so not be able to keep a straight face when he was if in I got the, the booth, fox he and said, stare. Well, he didn't giggle yeah. on the flop bet, but he giggled on the other bets. Yeah, mm. I didn't giggle. But on he the said he he didn't really take that into too much consideration. But he thought you're not balancing your giggle he thought frequency. His flop bet was weak because he didn't <laughs> giggle during that. Uh. Right. So I mean, there may be, there may not be some truth. Like I'm just gonna laugh more. Uh, against someone like Chewy, just yeah. like on rivers or like on turns or whatever. Like, it's very weird for me because I kind of see the game in a way that I'm going to be relatively balanced, potentially over bluff most spots, anyways. So, like, whether I'm laughing or not isn't going to be yeah, much of a factor of if I have good hands or bad hands. Uh, but this time I had a bad hand and I was trying to uh, <laughs> a attack the fox. So I go for the C bet quarter pot. He calls. <clears throat> Turn is the nine of clubs and he checks. And now here comes here comes the giggle bet. Because <laughs> like in my head, like there's just so much stuff going on at one time uh -huh. where most of the time is split between what's like the, the best meme I can think about and also how much is in the pot. So like mm -hmm. there's two things happening at once and I can barely count the pot. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to go for a GO2 size, which I do end up on after enough laughing and mental <laughs> stimulation. <laughs> Some stimming. Yeah, some stimming. Some mental stimming is going on for sure. <clears throat> the fox goes for the call, and the river is the offsuit three of clubs. And he checks, and I'm not going to win if I check back, and I can hope he can have some diamond draws. And uh, like some it's hard tens to... or jacks or something? Yeah, so we're trying to target, like, potentially tens, uh, potentially nine X of diamonds that he picks up, like king nine of diamonds, queen mm -hmm. nine of diamonds, and then uh, some... Asex that have some bad blocking properties where like he might just pitch some lower Asex type hands like potentially a6 suited uh ace eight suited and then uh <clears throat> he ends up tanking and then he he was telling me he was like <laughs> imagine folding to your face right there yeah he uh he ends up trying to go in between like either beating me in the pot for a second or trying to think about like do i actually have like ace queen plus here I think for value, my lowest, my thinnest value hand would be ace jack. So he chops with some value. Because uh, if I'm, I'm bluffing a lot in the stand-up game, he's probably going to look me up a little bit too light. But in this case, my lowest combo, the way I was thinking about it in game was like my lowest queen high combo was going to be queen eight suited, where queen seven is a little bit too wide. So I kind of have a good blocker for ace queen if <laughs> I don't think he's going to jam pre on me and he's going to just defend because my range is wider. Uh, but we'll look at what the machine says. So he, uh, he picks me off and I have to rebuy and I was not going to leave myself a chip behind because I wouldn't be able to get more money. Smart. It was kind of yeah. interesting that he was in the, in the, uh, in the booth with Nikki while his hand was going. Yeah. Yeah. It it's actually, cool. it's actually not smart to leave a chip behind. It is smart to leave a chip behind with the stand-up game. Oh shit. You're right. Yeah. Oh. Wait, but that's the only reason why you would ever leave a chip behind in, in a cash game. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't no you don't want to reload during stand up. You want to yeah. be as short as possible. Wow. Try to win a, and like a button for free. Like Holy shit. Called light. Well, yeah, he's just gonna have one big blind. So yeah. you just wait and put your one big blind in with a hand that you hope yeah, can you win. Yeah, you realize your equity. And By then, the way, did you hear him compliment yeah. you? Solve for why? Uh, I did. Brought that up in the chat. Yeah, Dan, yeah, Dan brought that up in the chat. Oh, thank um, you. Um, yeah, he said that he wished he would have thought of that for. Well, to be fair, we, we were a company like four years before that, so <laughs> we had a bit of a head start on the name game. Mm -hmm. Who um, thought of it? Me. Oh, I mean, it, 
Thank you. It's uh, <laughs> damn it. No, now I'm pissed. Hold fuck Why me. Why are you pissed? I, I, because I, you missed I, out on extra EV. I didn't leave the, a chip, the behind. chip behind. Oh, I love leaving yeah. chips behind. Um, yeah, I mean like fuck. <laughs> no, it's really annoying now. <laughs> damn it. I think now are, you're extra in the muck. Yeah, I think there are a few things here that actually put you in the muck that <laughs> are are kind of important to to explain to the audience because to the audience just watching this, you're just punting. Like you're way too wide. Uh, and if you're way too wide, then you're going off with way too many hands. But, sure. but the stand-up game is a very unique beast, right? There's um, the, the way the EV of the stand-up game works is such that the pot is effectively larger for the person who's at risk. So in Landon's situation here, uh, the pot basically possesses his portion of the penalty. Where for Alex, who already has a button... He doesn't really gain anything. When you say have a, has a button, you mean he's, si he's, he's sitting, sitting down. Right, yeah. he's sitting down. He's already so won. he doesn't really... He, he, he only gets his fair share of that penalty EV, right? He's only going to get one uh, one payoff, whatever. What were you guys paying? Three big blinds? Five big blinds? Uh, we were playing, paying three big blinds per... Okay, so 75 bucks. So he's getting $75. It doesn't really matter. He's, he's already earned his three big blinds. Every pot that he plays thereafter has no relevance to uh, the EV of the stand-up game. However... Since there's a penalty for everybody who doesn't have a button, they now are playing ranges that are predicated upon the fact that this effective uh, penalty is in, is in play at all times, right? So their ranges naturally widen because for them, they're kind of playing a splash pot, where for Alex, he's not. He's just playing normal theoretical poker. So by proxy of that, he should actually be opening very close to a theoretical range, if not even slightly tighter, based off the fact that people behind him now are incentivized to play wider ranges in all nodes. They call wider, they three bet slightly wider, uh, and they just flat out fold less. So when he faces more calls, that means he'll also face more squeezes. When he faces more three bets, it also means that he'll face more cold four bets. All of these things are going to suck a little bit of EV from his pre-flop range, but he's going to recoup a lot of that EV post-flop anytime that he's able to get there because he's going to have the tighter range of the players that are involved. And for that reason, that's why this uh, scenario presents itself where like everybody kind of ends up in the muck in some sort of capacity because you're brain solving two different equations, mm -hmm. right? Like one range is uh, playing one game and another range is playing a completely separate game with, uh, what were the positions here? Hijack cutoff? Hijack cutoff. Yeah, so you have four ranges or three ranges behind you that are also playing a totally different game, right? And that really, that, that forces a lot of brain solving, which mm -hmm. we know Landon's very good at. Um, it just becomes a little bit unclear at what point you're supposed to abort your mission post-flop in scenarios where like, so, you know, Landon kind of spoke about the river decision for Alex. He's trying to make uh, an ace with a bad calling property indifferent. He's trying to make 9x of diamonds indifferent. He's trying to make 10s, jacks, queens indifferent. I would venture a guess that based off of how much wider he's bluffing, those hands are no longer indifferent. Um, maybe there's like some aspect of indifference where like perhaps queens with a diamond is... Four right pre or jack. Yeah, that's also true, right? Like those hands just go way up in value by four betting, so they probably just don't even exist. But like tens, tens ten, probably just jam. But fifty effective for what it's worth. So tens are just going to pile pre. Yeah. So right. like tens plus is going to pile pre or four bet induce, and then his best hand will probably be something like nines, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Like he might pile that pre two, just depending on how wide he thinks I'm going because of the stand up Pretty game. close, yeah. Um, so it's probably going to be like smaller pairs, like some ASEX like this that he doesn't really want to jam. Right. And then probably goes a little bit harder with some of the ace wheels just because of the good blockers. And yeah, uh, my three bet range is going to be a lot wider than. Right. So probably. So in all actuality, I mean, we can look at what happens here in theory, but I, I, I kind of want to speculate a little bit first. Sure. What ultimately ends up happening when you land in this river node is I think that you're just against a range of hands that uh, is going to be very difficult to have any folds. Five, six has improved. Sets have trapped. Ace high or, or ace X top to bottom probably isn't going to have the indifference that you expect it to simply due to the fact of available bluffs that you possess. And I think that that's why like pre-flop, it's so much more critical to keep your range in control where like, you know, obviously queen eight suited is not a three bet in theory, but it certainly could be a hand that we want to V-pip in practice. Uh, it just becomes a matter of like, then what do we, what's our strategy then moving forward when our range is an extra 10% wider, right? Because if you go off with all your nothing here, uh, you're just going off too often. You don't have enough value to, to complement it. Yeah. It's it's a tough one because it's like the value to complement depends on like does that mean we have to value bet thinner? Being, I think so. Does ace when you said ace jack, I think like that's not thin enough. Ace ten yeah. might be. I think ace ten has to well, go. If he's Bottom. calling off with all these hands, all every single ace is not indifferent anymore. Like the his worst aces is just calling. I think so. And even even like the the uh the the pocket pairs in between the nine and the uh, ace if he even has them if he had well yeah. maybe he has tens maybe I guess. Right. Maybe tens just yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe he doesn't um, yeah and there's a nine on the board so nine's a set but right. yeah but there's think, a lot of nine x and seven x that right. at, the, at the river actually are indifferent mm-hmm. versus the now wider range yeah and I think for that reason like if you have ace eight suited it's probably eight. a triple <clears throat> yeah even that seems yeah I mean it's it's interesting like when it comes to what his bluff catching range is going to look like where in theory a nine becomes a pure fold when you have nine X diamonds for the most part. And then you're going to want to be calling with your ASAX with good blockers, but it really just depends on how much my range, like how different my range looks where if we look here and he checks like RC bet strategy, I just gave myself 50, like 50 fifties roughly of some of the suited stuff as well as calling sometimes too. Like queen eight, queen nine, queen ten, yeah. queen jacks. Yeah, sometimes I'll fair. peel the open. Sometimes I'm going to three bet. And then some of these offsuit hands, I'm going to mostly either play as a three bet to isolate. And then some of the suited ones I can play to protect the range. Mm. Asking myself something like this. I mean, it's hard to know in game where, like, what I'm, my range is actually going to be because you're just kind of making things up on the fly. Um, well, like in, in game, like I saw queen eight and I'm like, okay, he's probably going to open close to theory maybe a little bit wider as like he just he sees the game as people playing too wide and defending more that he wants to try to pick up some ev that way the, the way to do that though is not by opening wider it's to have a wider range by having a by playing raisin limp this happens a lot in really big anti games too so like i played in an app game yesterday where the anti was four big blinds and the proper approach there is to v pip like 45 percent, but you're splitting your range between limps and 4x Right, uh, and if you just play like pure open strat, like your V pips goes way down, so you could start to suffer a bit, but you gain the fact that you don't have to juggle a limping range. Right, so like who knows in game or not if he's limping versus just trying to play more cards through right. a raise. But right. either way, uh, so I decided like I would take Jack Nine and three better pure. Like that's one of the hands that in theory does get in there, but I want to expand and isolate him a little bit more. So, <clears throat> on flop, we don't even have a range bet, just because 
we have a lot of these middling pairs that don't really benefit too much from putting in a quarter quarter pot. Like getting check raised is rather annoying when you have kings and he has hands like fl small flush draws, like small mm -hmm. pockets and and things like this. Uh, so queen eight being like the worst queen high is kind of mostly getting in there for uh, the small quarter pot size where if you get check raised, you don't care. And if you have queen eight of diamonds, you're like, all right, cool. Like I'm just trying to hit. Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Some of the weaker ace X's want to check back as well to protect the range that you have. And I think in game, just because I don't necessarily know what Fox's range is going to be that calls the three bet pre, where in theory his range looks something like this, just by default, the only range I changed was mine. It might be a little bit wider. It might have a little bit more four bets or jams. I'm not entirely sure. But versus this range specifically, the quarter pot does do well against a lot of the Broadway hands that he does peel as jamming is a little bit too rough. Uh, and we benefit a lot from going for the quarter pot folds. So if, I'm just going to change this to a range bet because I think in game I was just going to range bet quarter and if he check raised me, he check raised me. Not like that's the greatest strategy in the world, but that was the strategy that would have probably happened in game. Uh, so we can just lock all and continue. It's tough sometimes you don't want to check back. Because like my plan would be like C bet ace X, check the turn, bluff catch river, or value bet if I have like the weaker ones, like ace deuce, ace three, uh, hands like this. So when we bet four, now he's going to play mostly raise as we're just betting so much garbage. Like, and by garbage, I mean hands like queens, where if you get face raise and barrels, it's very hard to continue and this also applies down. to a lot of like lower stakes games where people just auto c bet like this is what you're supposed to do to counter that is like just raise them correct mm -hmm. with auto c bets it puts a lot of hands for me in very tough spots like the pairs under the ace as well as some backdoor hands that really want to see a turn so fox has the ace jack here and suit dependent he can mix raises he can mix calls and also at the same time if he thinks i'm over bluffing he might just want to play passively and not really care if a flush comes in anyways yeah so he's probably going to be a little bit less incentivized to play check raises as I'm going to go off probably more than what Theory would do right. in a spot like this. Agreed. Uh, I don't necessarily know how to node lock it. I'm just not going to, I'm not really going to touch it, I suppose. Uh, I guess I can just like go to node lock and give him call for some, some hands like half the time, like ace jack half the time, ace queen uh, half the time and do something like that, I suppose. Where with sevens, he might just call a little bit more. Uh, I should just do fold zero uh, and all in zero. So it goes like this. There we go. Got, got the paintbrush going. Mm -hmm. uh, so probably Picasso. something like this. Yeah, Picasso. <laughs> Landing Picasso. Landing, yeah. I definitely <laughs> painted a picture with this queen. Picasso, that's for sure. I like it. I'm just still pissed I didn't paint the one big blind behind. That's really uh, sad. <laughs> so bad. I'm so mad. You know, it's a learning experience. It would have been, so, been so sick. Yeah, next stand-up team that I play <laughs> in. So next time I go play, it would be so sick. Uh, so Fox goes for the call, and the turn is the nine of clubs. And he is going to probably check, I suppose. Well, he's going to range check in game. Leads are kind of cool, just because I have so much nothing that's not going to bet myself. Like, if I'm range betting, I'm not going to barrel the kings on the turn. So he wants to get some value from ace himself. Mm -hmm. I think in game, we can just go for the... Uh, Pretty normal range check, as I don't think finding a lead here would even be. You don't have to go to no lock for this. You can just eliminate it from the strategy. Oh, true. Um, but the, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, same, yeah, same idea. Yeah, <laughs> I like to use the pen. <laughs> uh, so he goes for check. And now when he checks, my range is going to split into uh, a 2E strategy. So betting the same size across multiple streets, which 
I think with the stack I had was roughly half pot, maybe 55%. Here it's 67, but really not entirely sure. I'm happy, um, I'm happy to see this. Uh, I watched this hand live from the kitchen. I can't remember if it was Conrad that was watching it or somebody else. But I watched it and I go, mm, I didn't know the stand-up game was on, but it didn't really matter. I was just like, this is too wide. I think Queen 10's our bottom. And uh, I'm not really that surprised to see that that's the case. Like, we just have to have, even in stand-up, when, when there's so much pressure to win the pot, we just have to have give-ups because of how tight his range starts to funnel. Oh, but why are your set of aces a check on this street? SPR is low enough, and we're hoping that the fox does something on river and okay. we can get value just That's to protect our range. Yeah, because you, sure. you want to have, like, Leave you safe. don't want kings, queens, and jacks just get wrecked yeah. whenever you check back and face all in. Yeah, so, like, what we see here from just, like, whatever this theoretical... <clears throat> nonsense in some regards looks like uh i'm probably just going to be barreling my two pairs on the turn as i'm going to be bluffing a lot so i need value to support it mm. so i'm probably just going to barrel ace four pure ace seven pure aces i would check and i would check these wheels like we see here and the reason why queen eight doesn't want to bet is simply because uh our, our combo is really bad and we don't have equity versus the nine right where the fox is going to have a lot of flush draws with the nine yep that if we have these good blocking properties like queen jack and queen 10, we block some of Fox's best ace x and also have equity if we do get called. So we don't want to bet our flush draw ones as if we get jammed on, that really stinks. Emergency pairs. Right, we want emergency pairs and we also want folds from some of the hands that he's going to have, like hands potentially like pocket eights mm. and things along those lines. So It does look like ace 10 is the bottom for the triple off range too. Yeah, so ace 10, depending on suits, like mostly well, mixing. Yeah. Uh, but I think ace 10 would definitely be in there. I think in game, I'll probably just go for it as well where it's thin, but we're playing a game where I'm going to be bluffing a lot. So I yeah. can expand a little bit for value. I think that's true. So, I, I, I think that makes an argument for like ace 8 if we really wanted to push. He said that in the booth too. He said like that he was taking into account you'll probably be skewed more towards over bluffing in this spot than under so. right it's just really hard to have a value hand when he has an ace block yeah i don't even think that's a landed thing either i think it's like yeah. just a proxy of of the, the stand-up game, game yeah. as a whole where it's just like mm -hmm. the the nature of the game is just you know kind of screaming that you have to over bluff these spots mm -hmm. right so for me if i have an ace i'm probably going to barrel and just try to get three streets and if i'm bluffing i'm just going to be bluffing too much with hands like queen eight as you've seen i was just going to always house queen eight Anything with a pair, I wasn't. And I wasn't going to bet aces. So I'm going to have ace wheels. I'm going to have aces. I'm going to have kings, queens, jacks, tens, and full. Uh, pocket nines. I think I'll just barrel as well. Yeah, you have to. Cue, like cue the, I, I have too much nothing. Too so good. when I have yeah. something. Uh, these straight draws, I'm going to check back. Because getting jammed on is a disaster. Uh, 7x, we have some, some pot shares. So I'm going to check. 8s, I'm going to check. 8, 9 suited. 9x, I'll be checking. And then jack 8. I'm going to be betting a little bit if I have the gutter, and I'm never going to bet jack eight of diamonds because of the combo draw. So this probably looks reasonable as to like what I'm going to have. And then king 10, I'm probably just going to barrel as well uh, if I have like a diamond sometimes, which is going to be a little bit, a lot of bit of an overbluff. Uh, so let's just go with like half. I can, I can like paint specific hands, right? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, there, we there we go. So if I have a diamond, I'm going to go like half the time, like something like this. Uh, probably 100% of the time, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> the, ch the chat is curious if you're playing in the Super Bowl this weekend. I'm not. Okay. No Super Bowl for me. <laughs> I will be. Oh, yeah. Melissa's a, she's a very big into the NFL. So I think the size I chose was half pot. I'm just going to leave it. I, I can't touch it because I don't know if it's all going to go away. Um, <clears throat> so I go for this. 
which I think is it's a little bit more than two actually because we see that all in here is 40 percent mm -hmm. right um so the fox now is still going to play a lot of calls with his range uh we see the ace queen can jam for protection and value uh I think I'm just going to lock uh these to be calls as if he thinks I'm bluffing too much why is he going to let me off the hook right. when I have uh when I have those bluffs and you see here like he's going to want to be going for the jam with open with open-ended type hands to have some fold equity not really sure if he's going to or not we're just going to leave it but most of the ASEX that I think he wants to trap with he's just going to continue uh continue trapping with so we can just change uh just, we can just have pure oh no oh no oh i fixed it <laughs> you just have to go to set strategy when you're looking to look at specific hands otherwise you will you will mess it up oh, no, sevens probably doesn't jam asex uh sevens of the set we can probably trap fours probably trap keep the trap going so we know like this a lot of locking but probably like decently practical ones as just opposed to what theoretical strategy looks like a uh, river three of clubs and he's going to go for the check most of probably going to put a range check and once again he's he's betting his ace queen because i'm going to call off with my worst ace x right uh, and then i'm also, it's also a function of spr here like he has more traps than is incentivized in theory and you're going to have too many checkbacks in theory. So he's just like betting his hand for himself. Right. And then in frequency. So now if, I think he's range checking because he's going to let me uh, blast it. Uh, he's going to go for the check on the end. And then for me, I can just remove the betting options. He goes for check. And now we're in a spot where the SPR might be a little bit bigger. And like queen eight kind of is okay now as the blockers are reasonable. Mm. But strategically as a whole, I'm probably going to have too many hands that are going to try to go for the jam here. Yeah. And because of like how thin it is and like how often I'm going to get called by ace queen if I go for the value bet. It looks like in theory ace tends too thin. But in practice, like if I go for a jam here for b40... Uh, 9x and hands of these like of this nature is going to start folding most of the time. So I think in practice, if he starts calling all of his 9x with a diamond, where he thinks I'm bluffing too much, where Ace Jack is mixing folds as well. Right, like that's just not going to happen in practice. Right. So in that case, um, in theory, it looks like Ace 10 is too thin, but because of the like function and dynamics of the game. Uh, we have to go for value here to try to get called by the portions that are worth zero in this instance. Yeah, the you have to understand too that the reason why some of these stronger hands are mixing is because he has more traps uh, retained throughout the course of three streets. So he kept sevens in his range. He kept ace queen in his range, right? So that allows him to meet MDF no problem. Um, and then, you know, it's also a function of you're just not supposed to be as wide as you practically are. So what we're really looking at is how the stand-up game changes the exploits such that both ranges now land at river wider than they technically should. Alex is going to play far fewer raises as he technically would in uh, a normal scenario, and he's going to carry through with more traps, which is then going to print off of Landon's capacity to overbluff this spot. Effectively, what ends up happening is for Landon, the person who's trying to win the bounty in the stand-up game, his bluffs go way down like to you know bluffs are supposed to be zero ev his bluffs probably become uh relatively negative ev but his value goes up so like where the line of demarcation is between zero ev hands and plus ev hands for value it actually decreases i think man i hate the stand-up game it's fun 
Well, I hate, the, I hate the stand-up game. I like, go crazy. When yeah, you, I love the stand-up <laughs> when, when you lock ranges, like if you go, uh, like if you look back at the wizard, I ended up locking uh, the fox to call with every ace-axe, even though in theory it's like negative yeah. infinite big blinds or whatever. Uh, in practice, it's not going to be worth negative infinite big blinds. My range now turns into uh, not bluffing anymore. Exactly. Like my range just turns into only having value hands. Exactly, yeah. If I, well, it's kind of, this is the weird back and forth of if... This is exactly what I just said. So your bluffs actually shift to negative EV. Yes. Because his bluff catching range is willing to delve into the negative EV hands mm -hmm. to pick off your over bluffs. Right. So it's this back and forth exchange where you're giving up EV through your bluffing tree and he's, he's collecting that EV through his bluff catching tree, but you're recapturing it through your value. So the right. more you're Pat able to control your frequencies the more you print and punish somebody who's trying to take advantage of the fact that you're still standing. I'm well, in the muck just trying to process But I think this. you could adjust, like, this is against Foxen. If you were playing in, like, a re heavy recreational game, like, where, you know, pe maybe people aren't thinking on yeah, yeah. those levels, like, you, you probably could get a lot more bluffs through. And you probably could That's go back true. to more yeah. of a theory-based... Um, hands. Yeah, playing playing the stand up game with a bunch of, of like poker really coaches, high level, high level poker coaches. Yeah, that are already as, thinking. Yeah, this. as opposed to just playing with random people is a much different game, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a difference of assumptions. Where if he thinks that I'm not bluffing enough because of the value add that my value gets when I have it, he now gets to overfold. But if he thinks that I'm going for it too much, which I am. Like making a correct assumption is going to be worth a lot. Well, didn't he say before the hand that, and this is what you were going off of, that he was going to try to take advantage of people playing too wide because he has a button and you guys don't? Correct. So I think this is one of the ways that he was, he, that is what he's talking well, about. That, yeah, that works when he has ace jack. True, uh, yeah. But, but it, it, the opposite becomes true. Like what his statement is actually very false if he starts adding hands to his range. If he starts widening. Correct, yes. yeah. So if he now has queen eight suited, he's doing himself a massive disservice right. because he's already reaching into negative EV bluff catchers to take advantage of his So it's just bluffs. about interpreting what he meant by that. Exactly, yeah. 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 Well, it's like, yeah, it just depends on if he's just going to call a little bit too wide and has more smaller flush draws that mm -hmm. would exist potentially in theory right. than in practice where if I'm looking at, this is me versus a theoretical range that opens and then calls a three bet. Like for the, like for the Fox, I didn't touch his range preflop. I only touched mine. Where if he's playing a theoretically like sound strategy, my bluffs become really bad as if he thinks I'm over bluffing, he's going to call too wide, which means I need to stop bluffing because he's calling too wide. Right. Like yeah. Matt was saying. Yeah. So if someone thinks you're a blaster and they call you too mm. much, you probably shouldn't bluff as much as you're supposed to. Mm. Or just get thinner for value. Right? Like... That, that yeah. can be another aspect of it. Oh. But reject me, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's more uh, upset about not leaving a chip one behind. Big yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of EV in that chip behind. A lot of EV in that chip behind, kid. It's you, you because it, it. it's not about the chip. It's about the lack. It's I didn't not know. about the chip. It's not about the chip because like, it's about the strategy in real time. It's EV you'll just you never get honestly, back. In real time. Honestly, here's the thing. Uh, and I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion for most, but I see people who reload in the stand-up game short as uh, similar EV sucks or leeches as people who jockey for position on on whales. People that do what? Like jockey for position on VIPs. No, like, what are you talking about with this? When they so when you go short. broke during the stand-up game, then uh, you short. a lot of the guys, not a lot of the guys, but the guys that you expect to vulture. buy in yeah the vultures vulture one vulture two will always buy back in for 5k in a 50 or in a 100 100 game where, where in normal situations no stand-up game 
they would buy in for like 20k or whatever 10 it is. to 20 yeah like whatever they're just buying in deeper and the whole purpose is that like now they're going to double straddle and just be all in a bunch right but is that worse than uh leaving a chip behind they're both the same. Okay. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, I think like, being it, like right. an annoying yeah. EV like, would you, nerd. You'd exactly. never do that, right? You no. never leave a chip behind. You no, never, I, I don't buy in short either because buy, it's right. like uh, generally, I, don't get me wrong, like in a tough game, if I was playing in Landon Shoes mm-hmm. against a bunch of other coaches, like, yeah, you're going to do everything by the book because right. you should. Right. But, but when, when you're, you're in a private in, game that you're invited to where right. there's six wrecks, of course. like you don't need to EV hunt these yeah. guys. Right. You know, yeah. just, so you're mm-hmm. talking, if you're a pro invited to a game with a bunch of wrecks to that you are against it. Because like, yeah. it, from it, my point of view, it's like, well, what if um, like as a more of a recreational player or like someone that's studying, but I'm not a professional player yeah. um, in a two five game, if they turn the stand up game on and I keep getting stacked because it's a high variance game, I might want to just, you know, buy intro because it's the best move to do it. If I don't think I have like it is, it is. Uh, I, I think bullets. Yeah, I, I think that it goes one of two ways. Like, um, you know, the the clear EV of being shallow in the stand up game is obvious because you just get to realize your equity to the fullest anytime you have a reasonable hand. And as a byproduct of that, you're going to be seated more than lose the stand up game itself. However, you're also taking on a lot of volatility because now you're playing like twenty five blind stacks, right? So it becomes a uh, a juggling act of like making volatility work for you versus working hard against volatility, right? And the thing about the stand-up game is it's no matter what in uh, its purest form, it's always going to be uncomfortable to certain people because the risk is the risk premium is increased no matter what, right? So for someone like me, I would rather be super deep during the stand-up game if I think that I have some sort of edge against my competition yeah. because we're going to play absurdly large pots with hands that don't qualify when the stand-up game is not on. Right, you're just going to see like four and five hundred big blind pots with one pair, where somebody ripped it with tens pre mm-hmm. for like two hundred fifty big just blinds. Freak out. Yeah, exactly. And they're just like, that's uh, why you don't need to EV hunt though. Exactly. Like, people freak out, exactly. and it's, so it's like, why are you trying to scrape up these little pieces of EV that are going to get you uninvited? The big thing is that it's such a signal. Yeah. Right. Like if the you leave a chip behind, or if you short buy, oh, vulture. <laughs> it's such a signal that you're a vulture. Yeah. You're just screaming to the game runner like, "Hey, guy." I'd rather not come back. Yeah. I, <laughs> you don't have to invite me tomorrow. But then it's like, yeah. and then they're so focused on the short, it's like the short term EV versus the long term right. EV of continuing to get invited to the game where people spaz out. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. why are you so focused on short term? Yeah, right. The, the EV is already built into your seat. Yes. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And and the majority of people that are good at the game that continue to get invites are quote unquote battlers. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to refer to. Uh, the guys that give action, but maybe winning in the game as distributors. Mm. Money flows through mm-hmm. them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like uh, when I put my graph up and I showed that I for 800 hours, I was breaking even, but right. the, it was it was up, down, up, down, up. That's the best thing a game runner could ever ask for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you have this guy who's just giving infinite action and all of this money is transpiring through him. Like I may have had like $2 million flow through me in that time frame, <laughs> and I won like 80 bucks. Only you could take big on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. <laughs> Can you rake your own pots? Like, <laughs> right? um, as a distributor, I'd like to start raking yeah. pots. <laughs> yeah, just two percent. No, I mean, nothing crazy. To be fair, I get a hundred dollar comp every day, so okay. I have a few thousand for dinner anytime yeah. that you guys want to go to the Bellagio. You mean Mama Joe gets a hundred dollars a comp? Yeah, no, no, no. I give her. She gets forty three. Yeah, she, she gets sixty three dollars. You're saying eighty percent of the daily comp customer. Anytime I got a hunkering for a nice ribeye, just that's right. You gotta beat Mama Joe to it. Tap on the glass. Yep, yep, that's right. it. She always plays a Bellagio. Dinner's on uh, only when she's hungry. No, she's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> when daddy can feed. Father, 
are you playing today? Yeah, she's like, father, are you playing? It's her whole deciding factor where she, she goes. She never cares for my own well-being. It's just, can I get a dinner? <laughs> it's always, father, where are you, not how are you? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, all right, we kind of buried the lead here, but let's get to the final point of today's show, which was uh, Anthony Zeno finally broke the silence with regard to Backpack Gate. Uh, here he put a statement out on Twitter, first and foremost, that said, I'd like to share some thoughts and I'll provide all the details after the legal matter finishes. We had made it into the money, which ended the day. The ballroom was shut down for the night. I stood up to leave and then noticed a lost bag close by. My first instinct, it was late at night, was that I'd assume responsibility for the bag and get it to the owner myself, figuring that they went home. My goal was to find ID or verify ownership by some means to try to contact the owner or mutual friends and perhaps meet somewhere on the strip or at the restart the next day. Unsuccessful, I brought the bag back to Encore, lost and found, slept, and then played all of day two. I absolutely deny what's being alleged. Um, it's odd that he refers to the bag as lost. Well, it was definitely a lawyer wrote that. Yeah. He is a lawyer. He is a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> um, there are a lot of oddities to this whole thing. So uh, Poker News then released the police report of uh, what I guess was, was taken in the statement the following day. And there are just a wild amount of inconsistencies both between Zeno's statement and the police report as well as um, Corell's statement and the police report. Uh, the long and short of it is that uh, very specific if we're getting down to the nitty gritty uh, Zeno basically said that like he turned it in that night and then went to sleep. Uh, the police report says that a man fitting Zeno's description left the encore with the bag. So I think he what he did, or I think what he said was that he left the casino with the bag and then went back and returned it. That's what I always thought. That night? That's the impression that I had. Didn't the Cosmopolitan come into play at yeah. one point? Yeah. So according to the police report, he, or I don't know if it's according to the police report or to, to the article itself. It's difficult to see where one yeah. starts and the other one ends. Um, but according to this Poker News article, it sounds as though he had taken the bag to the Cosmo um, and then according to Zeno's statement, returned it that night, I suppose. Uh, the police report says he walked past a few security guards on his way out of the encore. Somebody fitting Zeno's description took the bag and left. Um, now, when it got returned is unclear, which is weird to me because you would... Big point of the <laughs> story. Yeah, and also like... It also can't be fabricated. Well, it shouldn't be able to be fabricated, it can, right? It can't be. Yeah. Right, like the security person who received the the bag and filed the report had to have done so at time X, yep. mm -hmm. right? So like, when was that time and it, why don't we know it? It should be one of the facts. Of right, <laughs> like there are very few things that we're sure yeah. of. <laughs> when the bag was turned in should be one of them, you right. know? Mm. Um, and then some other inconsistencies were uh, Corral said that uh, the footage showed Zeno taking the book bag into the restroom. The police report says nothing of the fact. Uh, so it doesn't mention him going to the restroom at all. Um, the police report did say Zeno stated that he took the backpack in hopes uh, of returning it to its owner without the help of security and police. Zeno stated that he only opened the backpack to check for ID. He observed an unknown amount of money in the bag, but did not touch it. The bag was returned with $1,000 cash. Zeno stated that when he left the casino, he went to the Cosmopolitan where he thought about how to return it, according to the LVMPD 
police report. So it does sound though the bag made it to the Cosmo. It doesn't I mean, sound twenty k and one k look a lot different. I feel like if I you think, observed yeah. an unknown amount of money, you would know if it was more yeah. towards twenty or one, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Didn't they also in the police report say <laughs> pretty like different. he only had nineteen thousand to tip waitresses? It like added some weird detail. No, no, no. He just said that the only time he ever took money out was to tip. No, no, waitresses. no. No, in the. In the no. police, re the police report. Yeah, like she's right. Yeah, they and and the crow was like, "What? Why they add that? Like that wasn't even true. That wasn't something I said." The policeman just like added that on his own. He's writing a novel. Yeah. So wait, uh, wait. I think I think it was supposed to be read as it says he only took money out. Like they were trying to corroborate like how if he had money in there. Here it says per Therma's account, he left the tournament area on December eighteenth, two thousand twenty-three, after bagging chips and headed down the hall. To the outside of the casino to get a taxi. It was then he realized he had forgotten to, gra to grab the backpack he placed underneath the seat while playing poker. He hurried back into the building to retrieve the bag, which he claims had $20,000 in cash inside, but discovered 19000 of it had gone missing the following morning when he retrieved the bag. This differs from the police reports account, which states he told investigators after leaving the Encore ballroom that he had to use the restroom and had to leave the bag and money behind. He says, I never said that. Uh, according to the police report prepared by Officer Lassiter, uh, the officer made contact with the security guard at Encore Lost and Found December 19th and was informed that Zeno had returned the book pack or the backpack to the casino. Security recognized the subject from their surveillance footage of Zeno taking the backpack the officer wrote. Um, I, I, I read what you read, Nikki. I'm not yeah. sure where it's at. I also, that was my uh, first, the first time I read it, I thought, said, I said the same thing and I was, read it again. No, it was Got just weird. The the police officer just it. seemed like drunk or something. He just didn't seem. He seemed like he didn't really understand what was happening. He, just wrote, he probably like, didn't because this is like a weird. Thing yeah, and he like happen. wrote a bunch of random things in the police report. That oh, here it is. Make it weird. Uh, he, here it is. He says uh, Thuma was also confused, unsure why the officer noted that the victim stated he only had 19k to tip to cocktail waitresses a confusing <laughs> statement like why add that <laughs> it is a confusing yeah, how could statement? he only have 19k to tip okay that's such a low number right. yeah I like I read something else cocktail somewhere. waitresses are getting shafted it's weird because when i filed a police report i wrote it myself mm -hmm. so this was a i guess not i mean like i'm sure they took a statement it sounded like they had xeno in cuffs i that hasn't been corroborated by this article though either um but it does seem as though like charges may have been pressed but uh he hasn't been Charged. He hasn't been charged with anything. I mean, it's pretty Carl, hard to. There's not really much. Carl went down to right. the police station and apparently saw Zeno locked up. He was cited for petty larceny and released on December 19th and has not been charged with a crime. It has not yeah. been determined if charges will be filed. So, an ongoing investigation. Yeah, it's a RICO case. It's an ongoing clinical. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. There's way too many fucking discon like combobulations here for him to get charged with anything. Yeah, there's not enough evidence. Nothing yeah, like is going to come of this. No, like, let's right. be abundantly clear. The only reason we're talking about this story is, number one, because it happened. That's the only thing we're certain of, mm -hmm. is that the backpack was taken by Zeno. <laughs> backpack eight is real. What happened thereafter, however much money was in there, it's impossible for us to ever know. 
No one's ever going to get to the bottom of it. The police, are, they're, they're leaving murders unsolved in this city. Yeah. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about the backpack. Even if he right. had a photo of 20K in his backpack, it still like, yeah. wouldn't prove anything. It's, yeah. it's way too circumstantial. Like so, like, they could have taken it. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately, nothing is ever going to come of this. The other reason to speak of this is just to take note of everyone that's involved and you know basically have something to defer back to if something shady ever happens down the line right, right? Yeah. so it's just important to have people's names attached to things that you know are a little bit suspect whether it's it's viable to know what happened or not mm -hmm. right but at the end of the day this is going to be a he said she said type of thing uh it's not really our place the public is going to make their own decisions mm -hmm. as to like guilt or innocence one way or the other and that's the only court that these guys are ever going to get served in yeah and if you see if you're out there and you see somebody's see backpack seeing it left it's behind like the airport right don't don't grab it and walk off yeah. with it tell security tell the floor unattended tell luggage. the dealer tell somebody yes and say like but i think that's different it's a bomb at the right. i know but, yeah. but it's the same type of thing like yeah, you don't yeah. want to be incriminated well, right. yeah. but in a casino there's a good chance there's money in there well right. yeah and if you're a thief you would like that yes, but, yes. but it's like, analogous but it's more so, right, right, so yeah, you yeah. don't want to get falsely accused of being a thief yeah, if totally that's agree. the case like so mm -hmm. just hands off and point the to the dealer man Zeno would have done himself a service not saying anything i think this statement is just it's it reads so poorly to me yeah it's just like i don't know man like it i don't follow the train of logic here well, like if nothing's coming gonna come of it anyways yeah, what's, okay. what's that's what's why it? you just stay silent yeah, i wouldn't even yeah. just don't anyway. say a fucking word right yeah. like oh i saw an empty book bag and people were gone so i just decided to take it home Figured that would be fine, and then uh, four hours later at three a.m., I decided like ah, I should thinking? take it back. Like I don't understand. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, like, what, like you just see a backpack and be like, you know what? This is this is best in my hands. Right. Yeah. Vigilante right. of justice. Right. Which yeah. is he's basically Batman. Sounds weirder. It's just asking for this type of misunderstanding if it is one. Yeah. To happen, happen right? and if it's not one, then you know, of course, like the accusations are going to fly. Like. Whenever there's money involved, people are going to talk. Um, to balance out the universe, though, did you see that Kitty Kuo uh, lost her wallet with 20K of casino chips and it got returned to her? With wow. By Zeno. No chips. Oh, man. That would have been incredible. I would have just put a nice bow on it. <laughs> uh, one final, one final feel-good story, I guess, that we can throw out there and... I'm just speculating, but uh, I think it's finally confirmed. Pat McAfee watches the show. I think yeah? he does. What? Yeah, he he definitely watches the mean? show. We're uh, gonna see a clip. A, a, a few days ago, he may or may not have rolled with the Scruff McGruff bit. Oh yeah. I'm just saying they might have thrown it in a little bit. Gruff. A lot of the old Duke like that. What no, no, that's Scruff McGruff. Chicago, Illinois. Six zero six five two. Help take a bite of crime. Yeah. He, he, I mean, there it is. There it is. The proof is. Has the he pudding. done that before? No, no. It's a one-off. And actually, shout out to uh, to our viewers. They were all in my mentions. Mm -hmm. Pat McAfee did the Scruff McGruff yes. thing on the show today. Yes. People clipped it out, put it in did my they mentions. Tag, did they tag him? 
Uh, no. They need to tag no. him. They need to tag him. They need to tag him. If he gets a flood Harass of OnlyFans yes. podcast like, tags with him. Somebody clip Berkey doing it like months ago and then and then, and then send yeah. it to Pat McAfee and yeah. say, see, you That's, Yinzers are we alike. We need some social That's media true. savvy fans out mm-hmm. there. Come on. All yeah. that really, all that, all that that really demonstrates to me is that if you're from the suburbs of Pittsburgh, like he and I are, mm-hmm. you grew up with the television as a right. babysitter. Yep. <laughs> and you saw that commercial so many goddamn times. Mm-hmm. It's ingrained in your head forever. It's a commercial? I thought it was a show. No, no, no. no, no. It's a commercial. I it was like a crime-fighting dog. It is. He's a crime-fighting dog. Yeah. But I saw that commercial, too. But it's a commercial. That's so unfortunate. That's no, really no, I'm not saying it's unique to Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. I'm saying that, like... Our area was very unique to the parents. You can roll but it. So that you like got left home alone. <laughs> yes, home alone yeah, okay. in front of the TV. Yeah, I was a latchkey kid for sure. I thought it was like a Scooby Doo spinoff where like there's a dog now as like no. the uh, lead mystery he's solver. He's basically like he has a trench coat though. Right, he does. Yeah. He's like you know Smokey the Bear. He's like fire. in that yeah. realm. Yeah, right. That guy is creepy as hell. He puts out. <laughs> it's a bear though. Bear facts. Know, but that's not a. He's that's shirtless. a sinister bear. I don't he's trust like- that bear. <laughs> He's he's fucking jacked. Smokey's out there doing the Lord's work. You trying can, to it's yeah yeah. Don't rub the, the wrong way. I don't like that. The interesting <laughs> about he puts too much blame on you. No, he's just like, like he just has a sinister vibe. I can't like put. Yeah. Is he shirtless? But he wears pants he just, and a hat. Creepy. Well, it's it's Yogi hat bear. Yogi just wears a tie. Yeah. He doesn't like. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Winnie doesn't like wear pants. Collar, no? What's with the cartoon bears? Yeah, Winnie the Pooh also doesn't wear pants. I like real bears. I don't like cartoon bears. They're all sketch. They all got their dicks out. <laughs> they should all be investigated. <laughs> We're all just in, uh, invading parks with their cock out yeah. looking for a little bit of honey or a picnic yeah. basket. It's just look follow, the, follow the police. Looking for that honey. Well, if someone with a dick out asked me for honey, I'd give them all my honey. I was just like, take it, man. Like, I yeah. get out of here. I'll buy some. Indecent I don't have exposure. any honey, but yeah. sure. Oh, man. Shout out to Scrappy Doo. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the Taylor Bowl. We'll be back on Monday. <laughs> to react to this Super Bowl, I'm sure. We'll see you guys all then. 11 a.m. Pacific. 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 Uh, <laughs> 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 we can make fun of you because you don't have a list. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You understand. Uh, we should even be back with uh, another take a beat since Nikki dropped the ball today. No. no <laughs> <offense>. <laughs> yeah, you get called out. All right. We'll see you guys all then. Peace. Peace. You call-